morning, crypto. Good morning, warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto, and a very special guest, a first time joining the show, longtime friend on Twitter, though. Cypress X is joining us this morning, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm very excited for today's episode. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we will be discussing how a new day is coming for American crypto regulation, but the SEC's X account was hacked last night. We're going to be breaking down the details, explaining how the SEC may be telling the public one thing while doing another behind the scenes. We're also going to break down new data from a Ripple product, explaining how the U.S. does not use many of these cryptocurrencies. We're also going to discuss how the largest financial firms on the planet are in the process of turning digital. We break down the details, showing our community how this next bull run is shaping up to be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcasts, our show is live on YouTube Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So Johnny Crypto, I got to get this off my chest. The introduction this morning was copied incorrectly. So we're going to talk about a lot more than I had referenced earlier. But first of all, how you feeling, my friend? And thanks for being here. Nah, I'm feeling great. Abs. And first of all, good morning to our Warrior Maniacs out there. We love you and appreciate you guys for showing up every single day like true warriors. But I am super excited today, Abs. Not only do we got hacks happening around, but we also got our man Cypress in the house. So I'm excited. Can't wait to hop into it. Absolutely, guys. We're going to talk about the hacking at the SEC, but we got more important information to talk about. And that's why we brought our friend Cypress X this morning. <laughs> First of all, thanks for joining the Merlin Spaces last night. That was a great conversation we had. We're going to bring a lot of that same information to the conversation today. First of all, how are you feeling? And thank you for making time for us this morning. Hey, gentlemen, really good. I'm, I'm feeling really great. Like I mentioned to you offline, I was uh, sick pretty much the majority of the holiday break and I'm finally back on my feet. So I'm feeling good, ready to go, ready to talk about this very interesting information that we have at hand. Exactly. And the SEC, they brought the content for us, guys. We didn't have to do too much this morning, but we already got 475 live listeners joining us. Show us some love, smash that like button and get ready for an exciting episode. But we're going to start this thing off the same way we always do by checking out the Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That is at 3TGM Crypto on Twitter. Go smash that follow button for updates all throughout the day. When we look at some of our daily movers this morning, my goodness, Johnny, you see this token, the unnamed asset from yesterday, up 40% on the day. We've got Wrap Ethereum up 11%, Ethereum's up 8 and Gala token up about 2% on the day. When we look at our Merlin market update, we are sitting at $1.7 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 52% dominant. Ethereum is about 17%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 45500 Ethereum 2400 We've also got Solana at 94 and XRP trading at 56 cents this morning and johnny let's talk we're going to get into some ta and i'm excited to kick it right over to cyprus but the people want to know what is your opinion on what happened last night here's a brief breakdown guys for anybody who doesn't know the the, the deeper details here the sec made an announcement that the bitcoin spot product would be approved yesterday gary gensler came out with an image of himself from the sec's official twitter account Little did we know, within 25 minutes, they would announce that that was a hack and a fake announcement from the SEC. It's one of the first times we've ever seen something like this happen from a government agency. And we know there was $6 billion worth of value liquidated just off that news alone, Johnny. So with that being said, floor is yours. What was your big takeaway before we kick it to Cyprus? You know, Abs, the whole entire world, there was, there was rumors and all this stuff going around that we're getting approval sometime this week. No surprise what happens that comes out. 
and you get to see what what Bitcoin, how Bitcoin was going to react. So who knows? Maybe it was a test. We're never going to know. The reality is there's always manipulation in anything and everything we do. And it is strange that the SEC, you know, never been hacked before. And it's like, it gets hacked, you know, this week on this topic. So, you know, so, listen, at the end of the day, it's like this. If it smells like a fish and flops like a fish, there's something fishy going on there, Abs, if you ask me. Spot on. And Cypress, I want to get into some more serious topics this morning because we are going to talk about the impact that this product would have if it was approved. But I want to get your take just briefly. What did you think about the whole ordeal that we experienced yesterday? I'm going to give a, a very short breakdown once again. Last night, the SEC's account was compromised, and the tweet, I believe, was legit. Hackers comprom- entered the compromised account and quickly tweeted out a symbol for Bitcoin. After testing the ability to tweet, they quickly deleted that Bitcoin symbol and found their digital gold. And this is where my theory enters the conversation. The full announcement and graphic were already sitting in the drafts folder for the SEC account, and the hacker just had to click send. So what do you think, Cypress? What do you think happened yesterday? I don't really have an opinion on what I what happened. More so, I think it's a real interesting thing that the organization screaming that crypto is filled with scams and fraud, um, you know, pretty much just, what was it, like $60, $60 million of, of price movement yesterday yep. calls that. Regardless if they got hacked or not, or regardless if it was their fault or not, they were still, you know, a major player in that. So it's it's we're at a point in time right now where it feels like this digital asset space is a big comedy, right? It's it's almost as if they're trying to do this to distract the masses from taking this market serious. And uh, I think that that's going to fall in line with the second thing that we're going to talk about today is I feel like this is all a massive distraction to get people to run away from it, to think that it's a scam, to think that it's too volatile for them to participate. Uh, and then when the trillions flood in, it's going to be too late for the average individual to get involved because prices are going to be too high. And we're going to dive into that later in the episode because anyone who doesn't know Cypress's work, he's known for breaking news on Twitter and in-depth TA that's not you're not going to see on other channels. That's why I'm so excited about today's episode. We already got 610 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And here's another video we have to play before we get into the XRP news because we are going to bring you the latest update out of CNBC from yesterday where one of their analysts dropped a bombshell on the platform announcing that a Ripple ETF will quickly follow a spot product when it's approved for Bitcoin. They're not going to have a way to deny these products. And we're going to break that down later in the episode. But let's start off with this clip from Jamie Dimon, Johnny, because Jamie Dimon... He was at it once again this morning, not only saying Bitcoin has no value, but saying the same old narrative that is only used for nefarious activity. Here we go. A new regulation coming on Bitcoin. And you, you know, famously said recently that you would shut it down if you were in government. Can you give us more clarity on that? I've always said that Bitcoin doesn't have value. And I don't care what people do with Bitcoin. But what I was also pointing out is that the, the, the actual use cases are sex trafficking, tax avoidance, you know, anti-money laundering, uh, terrorism financing. It's not people just buying and selling Bitcoin. That, that's, there's no value to, you know, if you, you're buying and selling Bitcoin. It's been a rough year. Johnny Crypto, I'm going to give you the open floor, but let me read this one thing. JP Morgan is the authorized participant for BlackRock spot Bitcoin ETF product. And anybody <laughs> who watches our show knows the rumors. Two million lined up behind the scenes. Floor is yours. You just can't make the his, his stuff up. The hypocrisy <laughs> is off the charts. It really is. It's so far off the chart. You know what? We're going to add Jamie. I, I thought we had Jamie on the rat snake weasel meter. You know, Jamie's there. Like, he's not as far down the, the list as as Kramer and uh, and Gensler. But I'm going to put Jamie like right there, there in the body. He's right definitely there, close to it. Um, you know, at the end of the day, Abs, there's nothing 
used more for those use cases than the U.S. dollar. <laughs> Unfortunately, not Bitcoin. The percentages don't even make sense, but there's nobody to argue on the other side of that. And there you go. Write that down. You just heard. So, like, in this is WWE. Where is it? This is what we're living. Right? You have to remember. So bring this back up. Don't forget. This is what we're living. Okay. Now, think of WWE. A wrestling match isn't fun if you don't have somebody on the other side. You have to have a heel and you have to have a face. Well, we know who the heels are on, on the crypto side of it, or anti-crypto side of it, I should say. And you can clearly see that Jamie is going to continue to play. Him and, and Warren are going to continue to play that anti-crypto. It's nefarious. It's bad. It's for sex trafficking. It's, they got no other value. Can't use it for anything else. Store value is pointless. It doesn't mean nothing. And you're going to continue to get that. Meanwhile, JP Morgan and his company is going to make a shit ton of money off of the patent sale. <laughs> off of being the AP provider for it. And, and they're going to continue to push blockchain technology. They're never going to stop. Because Jamie tells you, he actually says it. He loves blockchain technology. He just don't like crypto. You know why he don't like crypto? Because it's a way to get around using his bank to make money. In Cyprus, we got to address something even more serious, right? We know that when he's talking and he's making these statements on Fox News, he's not talking to people like us. He's not talking to people who understand the crypto market. He's talking to the people who watch the mainstream news every day and say whatever comes out of Jamie Dimon's mouth, that is the truth in my reality. So if Jamie Dimon says Bitcoin is used for nefarious activity, there's a huge portion of the American market that will take him at his word. And that's what I think we have to discuss. So I'm going to give you the open floor. What did you take away from this video? Uh, we're such a very interesting moment in time where the age of information is upon us. And if you're taking these elites words, right, the people that are being pumped to the masses and the mainstream, uh, and you're not doing your own independent research, you're going to be distracted. You're going to be misled. That's the, that's the very bottom line. Uh, it's very easy to see where the direction of this market and where it's really headed. You know, these systemically important organizations and large financial institutions, they tell you before they do things. They have to. It's in their code to do it. You know, you can go watch Visa meetings. You can go watch Bank of America meetings, Wells Fargo meetings, all these other systemically important organizations, even at the top, you know, World Economic Forum, IMF, things of that nature. All the information is free online. But it, like you said, it's not the stuff that's being touted to the mainstream. And these people like Jamie Dimon and Elizabeth Warren, they know who's watching this. You're absolutely right. I think that it's very sad that a lot of people are going to get left behind because they decide not to make personal improvements in their life and read a document, watch a panel discussion and not pay attention to what the mainstream, it's not their fault though. Some of them just don't know. You know, if you've been embedded in, in a system for so long, um, it gets to, to the point where you start to defend that system because you don't even know what's outside of that system. It's, it's kind of insane what's really happening. It almost uh, really confirms it. We're, we're called conspiracy theories, but it's not when you really look into it. It's really simple to, to see. Guys, what's the conspiracy here? Jamie Dimon is telling you he doesn't believe in Bitcoin, yet his company is working with BlackRock to be the custodian for their Bitcoin fund. What's happening here, Johnny Crypto? We got to move on to some more serious topics, but let's just make a couple of jokes and then we'll close this thing out. First of all, we got some breaking news yesterday out of Grayscale where they announced that they would be making a groundbreaking offer, reducing their fee from 2% to 1.5%, which is absolutely ridiculous. As the standard rate in the market is only 0.4% for these funds, this is why I believe many of these companies are excited about Bitcoin ETFs. Not only do they believe Bitcoin is going to increase in price, simple game of supply and demand, they can make a fee off custodying other people's assets. And that's what they're on the precipice of in 2024. So why don't you close us out? We'll move on to some XRP content. Well, of course, that's what they're going to do. But I just want to go back to something Cypher said, which I totally agree with, is the reality is the problem is people are lazy. They don't want to do the work. 
do the research. They want to be, here's what people want. They want to be fed what to do. And they want to be fed how to get rich quick. How do you get rich quick and tell me how to do it? That's all they want. That's all they want. And, and where do they think they can get that from? They think their friends on CNN and Fox and everybody else is going to tell them what to do. And so they're going to wait and then they're going to get wrecked. That's just how the game is played. Cypress, I'm going to give you another chance to comment. I saw you pointing at Johnny Crypto. We like different opinions, but on this topic, I think we're going to agree. So why don't you close us out here? Yeah, I wanted to capitalize on something that you said about these large financial institutions making fees off of people trading these assets. You know, these banks and institutions, they know who holds the most wealth in the world, and that's the baby boomers. They hold like over 80% of the wealth in the world, and they know that they are coming. And so just to capitalize on what you just said, it's it's going to be the biggest transfer of wealth that this that we've ever experienced, period. You know, it's going to be bigger than the internet boom. It's going to be bigger than a, the stock market boom. It's all of that combined. And these banking institutions, they're not stupid. They know exactly what's happening. And they know that these baby boomers, they're going to start to hear about these digital assets. And they're going to know that their portfolios aren't going to perform well. The outdated portfolios, the old system, the old way of doing things, investing in Roth IRAs, 401ks, that's dead. That's dead. You know, at the end of the day, digital assets, blockchain technology, Web3, it's the new world. And it's coming. It might take some time. Uh, but we're in the midst of transitioning from 2.0 to 3.0. And uh, if you're not tapped in, I'm telling you all, it's 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 sad. It's sad the people that are going to get left behind. Johnny, it's another reason to have an exit plan, right? And we talk about this every single day, but this is something that we need to hammer home for many of our investors. You need to have goals heading into this bull market. And the second that you create a goal, your next thought is going to be, well, I've got to create a plan to get there. That's why we talk about having a financial goal, working towards a specific number, or even just taking courses like, Johnny, how did you learn about this market? You went to BC Backer, you went to Bearable Bull, you expanded your mindset. We come across people like Cypress X, right? I never knew this person a year ago. Now he's on Good Morning Crypto and we're about to learn a whole bunch of information from him. He's going to break down the XRP price chart and he shared this video before the show explaining how only 1% of illicit activity that happens in the market, sorry, only 1% of the total volume in crypto is illicit activity, meaning for every 100 transactions, there's less than one. That is illegal. We can't say the same for the U.S. dollar, guys. But we already got 775 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you're interested in the XRPTA, here's a little insight about what we're going to be breaking down. But Johnny Crypto, I just want to close this out with some thoughts. Yesterday, we had that announcement from Gary Gensler. And we're about to show a clip from CNBC explaining an XRP ETF. There's a lot of people here for that. I want to keep prefacing it. Yesterday, with the clip from Gary Gensler or the tweet, My theory is that it was not only set so that the hacker got into Gary's account or the SEC's account and they tweeted out a tweet that was already constructed in his drafts. But what did it say within that tweet? They were going to be approving multiple companies. Now, I know it was fake, but I take that at its word and I wanted to get some thoughts before we move into these articles. Do you think that we will see multiple approvals on the same day or is it going to be that ARK Invest or BlackRock? Somebody else is going to have that competitive advantage. Um, You know, at the end of the day, I believe that it doesn't make sense for them to prove just one because a lot of them have already changed their application app. So they a lot of them went from an in-kind redemption to a cash creates redemption. It would be kind of weird for Gary to prove some and not the others that are all in the cash creates category. Now, if they're in the in-kind, they're going to get rejected. But if they're in the cash creates, I would suspect that those would get approved altogether. And you saw many of the companies changing their application to the cash creates model. So I believe all of those apps will get 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 will get done. Now what's interesting is yesterday when you look at when that happened, what did we see? 
We saw a spike to 47.48, and then we saw a crash down to 45. Basically, all they really did was manipulate the market and steal everybody's money. This is called a leverage a leverage wipeout. <laughs> Wipe you out on both sides. And they probably were playing both sides, so they probably made more money. But I believe at the end of the day, as I've been saying for a while, I think we're going to continue to go down. And the, the trend overall will be down, I think, until the March time frame. March is, is my guess. And then from there, because we need that last... Go look at go look if you pull up the, the 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 wealth cheat sheet right the Wall Street cheat sheet we know that there's always a bull trap one last bull trap before we start to head up I don't think we had that bull trap yet that's still to come spot on Johnny and I want to kick it over to Cypress this morning we got 842 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button in Cypress I just want to give you the open floor because I see you got your TA pulled up in the background we talked a lot about what happened yesterday with the liquidations and the shorting process. Why don't I just give you the open floor to break down what you analyzed in the price charts, and then we'll move on to the XRP price chart as well as the corresponding video. So what did you take away from everything that happened yesterday, as well as the liquidations experience just off the SEC news? I mean, people at the end of the day, you know, you got to understand. I think one thing that a lot of people misunderstand about these markets is that they're volatile before they come in. Like you were talking about profit taking and things of that nature. A lot of people don't come into this market and know what type of trader or investor they are. So when they come into the space and they see daily volatility, it like freaks them out and causes a whole bunch of irrational decision making. Sometimes you just kind of need to take a step back. First of all, understand your goals. If you're a long term investor, then that short term volatility shouldn't affect you. Uh, and then the second thing is, if you do see that type of volatility in the market, it's already expected. So it shouldn't create any type of negative emotional reaction on your behalf because it's already priced in from your perspective, if that makes sense. You know what I mean? So a lot of people reacted negatively and some positively to yesterday's price action. Just sit back, people. You know, at the end of the day, this is all expected. We're in the early stages of this market. This nascent asset class isn't even 6,000 days old yet. So these things are expected, especially considering some major news uh, like a spot Bitcoin ETF approval. Hey, Cypress, let me tap on that. So the first first comment, you know, just to wrap this up, Abs, is <laughs> Gary can't even protect <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the hell he's going to protect investors, but there's a lot of chatter that this, that this BTC ETF will never come. This whole thing's an entire scam, Cypress, and we're not going to see it. It's just pretty much, it's a scam, and, we're, and Bitcoin ETF's not coming out. They're just playing us. What's your thoughts on that? Are we getting a Bitcoin ETF? Cypress, 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 there's no such thing as a stupid question, but there is such thing as something that has no evidence behind it. There's a lot of evidence right now that not only is an ETF going to get approved this year, it's almost definitively coming in the next few weeks. So I'm not sure where you're getting your information, but turn off CNN, Johnny Crypto, because we got 812 live listeners. And I'm making jokes. Don't get offended here, Johnny. We yeah, no. Go ahead, go I'm ahead. not asking me. I'm asking for some of our these, people in the chat. These, these, these approvals are coming. Uh, and I think that at the end of the day, what people need to understand what they're going to do for the market and how they're going to allow financial institutions to participate in this space. You know, these uh, these ETFs, what they do is they provide a regulated investment vehicle that complies with existing regulations, which makes it easier for financial institutions to participate without dealing directly with the complexities of custody, compliance and reporting and all these things. So like they're a good thing for the market overall. Yeah, short term, they could create some some uh, some you know volatility, maybe some uh, manipulation. But long term, I was talking about this yesterday on the Merlin space. Retail is not going to bring 
the uh, massive amounts of liquidity that we need in this space to see trillions of dollars. Retail doesn't have trillions of dollars. So we need financial institutions participation if any of us want to see appreciation in our crypto portfolio. So the people that are naysayers about these ETFs, I get it, right? But again, we'll revert back to what I said. Those are people that don't really have emotional stability in this market and aren't really looking at the bigger picture. Short term could be bad, could, could see some market manipulation. Sure, of course. But that's where you have to accept what type of market you're participating in. Long term, this is going to be positive for the space and it's so, going to drive adoption. So what do you say to people who say this, that we're not going to get a BTC approval until the country itself, you know, in this case, the U.S., has crypto regulation? Is that true? Do we need to wait for crypto regulations or has Geary already said BTC is now security and we don't need regulations of that to get the ETF? Uh, well, I think a lot of regulation, a lot of regulational development has been happening behind the scenes that hasn't really made it to the mainstream. That's one thing I think a lot of people need to pay attention to is that just because you haven't heard regulations are under development doesn't mean they're not. They are for sure 110 percent under development. Um, now, necessarily, I don't I can't sit here and say that they're not going to get approved. I think that they are going to get approved um, all at the same time. You guys are talking about that. One thing that's not being led to the masses right now is a lot of these final deadlines are all the way back pushed to like May of this March, year. I think March and May. Yeah. I have a, I have a, a picture here from a, a, a PDF that came out just last year at the end of the year in December. It talks about these uh, Franklin, for example, pushed back all the way to May 30th of this year. So if they don't all get approved at the same time or today or tomorrow, you know, don't be butthurt. This information has been out to the to the masses for quite a while. It's just people aren't tapped into it. And I do think there's one thing going on here, Johnny. We can't fall for the overly bearish narratives either. I've, I say this every day on the show. The overly bearish narratives are just as naive as the overly bullish, right? And I think it's actually because we got people in our in our chat right now saying it's going to be the greatest rug pull of all time. There's going to be a hack on Bitcoin. This is why it's so great that I've been in this market four or five years. I remember these narratives, guys. This happens every cycle. We're going to get another narrative during this cycle where they talk about NFTs. I guarantee it. NFTs are going to be adopted mainstream. NFTs, that just happens every time. And we can go through every single one of these. I don't want to bore people, but that's the reality. We're going through market cycle narratives. Bitcoin drives the liquidity. That liquidity floods into altcoins. I think we'll see a different cycle slightly due to real world utility. But I don't think we're going to see something where Bitcoin goes to zero and altcoins go to infinity that's just extremely unlikely and it's like johnny's question there's just no evidence there so floor is yours yeah no i don't i guess i agree with you totally i i think at the end of the day bitcoin is not going to zero you have a lot of bitcoin haters out there that want to see it go to zero what they don't realize if that were to happen that would ultimately destroy the crypto industry and and it would hurt you know the liquidity i mean it's the worst thing you could wish for at this point in time because unfortunately bitcoin is what opened the door to this market this market is synonymous with Bitcoin. Yes, we have altcoins out there. Yes, there's real world soft technologies out there that can add value to the real world. And they will be there. They will There will be markets. They will take off. But we still haven't gone through the shakeout yet. We're still living in the speculation stage of a market. And you remember, we show this chart all the time. There's a speculative state. And then there's the utility state. The utility state is where you get the S-curve and the technology really takes off after 14 years of getting development to get there to actually place that utility and to get it operational now i'm not saying the clock to start clock has already started on, on utility 
But are we there? Are we maximized utility? No, absolutely not. We're at the beginning of it, not the end of it. We have a fun, fun ride ahead. So grab your seatbelt, strap that son of a bitch on, because it's going to be a very, very fun ride for everybody who's in. Like I said last night, take your hand, turn it 360, pat yourself on the back. You are in something extremely early, and you have front-runned many of the institutions where back in 1994, you know, you didn't get that chance. They were involved early on. In this case, a few of us, 5% of us to be exact, have already front-runned the major institutions, and it's super, super exciting. And good morning to you, Casper. Awesome, guys. And I'm going to kick it straight to CypressX because I know that he agrees with a lot of those statements. But Cypress, it reminds me of a statement that I'm going to pull up while, you're, while you respond to Johnny. Where just a couple of weeks ago, Ripple put out several threads talking about their predictions for 2024. And there's one tweet that I cannot get out of my mind. And it's the tweet from the president, Monica Long, where she said in 2024, her theory is that we move from speculation into real world utility. That's something we've never really heard before, especially from somebody as powerful as the president of Ripple. With that being said, Cypress, I'm going to give the open floor. Floor is yours. Uh, you're muted, by the way. So the mic is there. We First go. of all, to the, to the naysayers. Okay, hold on. Why are you here if you think that this is going to be a massive rug pull? Why are you Why are you involved in this digital asset space if you think it's going to zero? Are you just here for entertainment? And if that's the case, there's more productive ways that you could be entertaining yourself if you think this is all going to zero. Period. You know. Um, but think about it for just one second. Okay. There's eight point some odd billion people on this earth, and there's what been recorded 450 to 500 million digital asset or crypto users. And then if you think about that number of active users, and then think about the people that are involved in this crypto space on X. So the people that are naysayers, it's such a small percentage of the already small percentage of the population that's even involved in digital assets. Okay. Those are the little tiny percentages of naysayers. And those are the people that we were talking about earlier that can't read a full document. They can't watch a full panel discussion. Because these systemically important people, do you think they're just out here wasting their time talking about this stuff? The managing director of the International Monetary Fund literally just three weeks ago told the entire world that crypto is not going away, that regulations are not coming to crush this digital asset space. They're coming to allow financial institutions to participate so that this space can flourish. Yeah, of course, it's going to look like it's a scam at first because there's going to be massive amounts of volatility. But again, that goes back to preparing yourself mentally for that to take place in the short term. Long term, this market is going to look like a hockey stick. And if you can't mentally accept that, you're simply not doing enough research. I, I promise you, it's that simple. If you just take like an hour of your day each day for like a month straight and just read some documents and watch these panel discussions, I believe you're going to show one today yep. that, barely, that barely even has 500 views. So think about that. The global population, the global population is 8 billion people. Okay, less than 500 million digital asset crypto users active as of right now, at least from recent statistics that I've looked at. And look at these views. But if you go watch a video on TikTok of some popular dance, it's going to be millions and millions of views. The masses are distracted right now. So, again, those naysayers fit into that category of such a small percentage of individuals that are, are already a small percentage of individuals. So, who are you going to listen to? Systemically important people like the managing director of the IMF or somebody on Twitter with no no credentials at all. That's oh, all I know I'm who the masses are going to listen to. They're going <laughs> to be listening to Jake Paul watching his stupid videos <laughs> and all the other stupid videos out there while exactly like you said, 500 people. I remember when Coach used to do his videos earlier, right? Absolutely. I got into crypto. 
He'd be showing the, the WEF, the WWEF, you know, World Economic Forum videos. And the count, 1,500 views, 2,000 views. And then you put up a Jake Paul video of 10 million views. And that's why most people aren't going to take advantage of this market because they're too busy looking over here, watching what's going on there. And they're not watching what's going on over here. And that's where the real money is going to be made. There's only about 4 or 5% of us. And so it's a great thing that we are here and we're aware of it. And we're trying to make as many people aware, you know, but Cypress, I think the reality is just people, people are lazy and people want to be told what to do and they want to be entertained. They don't want to work. People are very, very lazy. And this is why I love gaming, play to earn gaming because people can sit home, play games and make money. At least that's what they think. Usually people don't believe something until it happens to them. I was a, I was a non-believer in crypto and digital assets. And then I became financially free by investing in Bitcoin, you know, back in 2017. And, it, when it changed my mind, that's only then is when I started to dig a little bit deeper. You know, when I first started investing in, in Bitcoin and XRP, those are the first two digital assets that I purchased. It was because somebody told me they were like, hey, download this app. You could become rich. You know, the whole narrative. And I did. And significantly enough, it benefited me financially. But only then when I made money and when I had access to more uh, opportunities is when I was like, okay, I got to get my, I got to get my mental right and really tap into what's happening because there's a transformation. And I think you wanted to talk about that too, is what happened back in 2019, that it's not just crypto. Crypto is such a small portion of what's happening right now. You got to think about artificial intelligence, data analytics, digital identity, carbon credits. Like it's a whole massive, massive global transformation. And crypto is such a small portion. So, yes, you're 100 percent on. There's a transformation happening like like none before. We are definitely transferring into a new world, a, a very, very mm, I'll be careful. I don't want I'll be careful. What I say so I don't want to get the show banned. But so the reality is you're right. And think of the word blockchain, right? The last part of the chain. And you can see where, where we're headed and what they're trying to do. But so, you know, I think when you look at it from that perspective, there's only one thing we as citizens could do. Right. You're not going to fight anything. Let's just go ahead and get it, you know, position yourself to take advantage of the changes that are coming so we can create generational wealth for our families. And the reality is you're right. Most people will not do something until they prove, you know, for themselves. We've been trying to tell our family members. Abs tells his family members. I tell my friends and family members. And the reality is, well, you know what they say? Oh, you guys are in that crazy scam market. That thing's <laughs> garbage. It ain't real. And then once it starts to come to fruition, now all of a sudden, you're the, you know, you're the next uh, Nostradamus over here. They want to know what's coming next. And unfortunately, it's too late at that point. Guys, we are going to talk about the XRP ETF. But Johnny, you know what it reminds me of? Just to provide the opposite side of the argument, this, the minute we lose is the minute that we think Klaus Schwab and these guys are right. And that's what I like to believe. There's a great quote. And I, I like, you know, I don't want to throw out Bible quotes here, but there's a great quote from the Bible where it talks about we don't, bla we don't battle flesh and blood. We battle principalities, right? What are they trying to access? What are they trying to describe as normal now? What are they trying to push? And where can we find real answers? Like when something resonates as wrong with you, maybe you should analyze why it feels wrong. You shouldn't just say, oh, I'm, I'm judge yourself for feeling that way. And I think there's a lot going on right now where people are afraid to express how they actually feel. And it comes from the fear mongering happening on social media today. Let me remind you what's happening in Germany, guys. We can push back. We cannot comply. But this is a public program, so I want I do not want to get shadow banned. We got 937 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. Cypress, it looked like you had a comment, so I'm going to give you the open floor, and then we'll roll into this video. 
Yeah, well, more so what I wanted to say is, is that I get that a lot of people are against the elite's agenda and this and that, but you have to think about it systemically and, and really in depth. They are, in fact, control in control of this world, regardless if you want to believe it or not. Mm -hmm. And so so are you going to take it upon yourself to capitalize on opportunities that they give you or you're going to fight them and let them fall in the background. You know, the only reason why any of us can capitalize on any of these opportunities is because of these large organizations, period. Yep. Without them, we as normal people wouldn't be able to capitalize on these opportunities. So yeah, I get it. You can have this opinion about them and that's fine. Maybe it's a negative one. It could be a positive one, whatever the case may be, but take initiative to change your own personal life by doing research on the opportunities that these systemically important organizations are giving you, you know, with that, how would you trade the stock market if, you know, these large organizations didn't exist for you to trade their stocks, you know? So that, that's the point I'm trying to get at is we could sit here and we can say, Oh, we're against them. And they stole our sovereignty and blah, 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 blah. But that's has to be put aside. If, if you want to prosper in the world that they've created for us, which none of us can escape at the end of the day. Bingo. Yeah. Welcome to the matrix, my friend. I couldn't agree with you more, Cypress. I think it's important. And then we wrap this up, Abs. It's, it's so important that there's no point in change trying to change the game. You can't. You can't. I can't. Cypress can't. You don't, you don't change the game. You learn the game. So when you know the game, you can't get played. And that's what it's all about here, right? It's understanding how this game is played so you can actually capitalize off this stuff abs and what you said was right it's not it's not really a battle of prince battles it's an it's a battle of ideologies and you have and you know what the ideology is that they want just turn on cnn <laughs> they'll tell you you're seeing what they want because they have to tell you what they're going to do for that karmic energy but for us you just then internally you're either going to resonate with it or you're not and that's the bottom line that's how the game is played but ideologies that's right we've all got our own you have to kind of just stick to what you believe is true and guys, I, anybody who knows me well knows cryptocurrency is my number one habit, but symbology and metaphors and that type of stuff is also what I love. So we can talk about this type of information all day, but I'll have to start another program called Not Good Morning Crypto. So we're going to move back on to some crypto information because that's what a lot of our listeners are here for. And yesterday we got some groundbreaking news out of a top analyst at CNBC. He cited that a Ripple ETF and an Ethereum ETF will soon follow a bit Spotcoin ETF approval. Now, the reason for this is very important, Johnny. The reason that they're going to have to approve these altcoin products is because they're not going to have any real reason to deny them once a spot product for Bitcoin is approved going forward. We already have 922 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. A special thank you to our friend Cypress X for joining us this morning, guys. We are going to put his Twitter in the bio, put his Twitter in the live chat as well. So be sure to follow him for more updates all throughout the day. With that being said, we're going to play video. Here we go. You're all clear. You can start trading on Thursday. How soon before you turn around and try to make other spot products because on crypto assets? You know, I think we're going to see a lot of filings come out for uh, Ethereum. I even think we might see something for Ripple, given uh, the recent progress. Uh, you notice that Grayscale just added Ripple to one of their trusts that's publicly traded. So it wouldn't surprise me if we saw Ripple or Ethereum spot ETFs out there. Boom, Boom. baby. Boom. There you go. Abs, Abs listen, there's 100%. 100%, once we get the ETF, the Bitcoin ETF, there's 100% we're going to see a shit ton of these things come out. Why would You have to understand, these companies are in business to make money. You had the chart. You showed it the other day. I don't know if we showed it today. Show the freaking chart. Every single one of the company makes, you know, other than Grayscale, because they get 1.5%. Everybody else charges 0 0.3, 0 0.4, 0 0.4, 0 0.4. 
4.5%. Yep. They are out there to make money. Well, how do you make money? You got to have products. And they're going to be making a shit ton of products. They're going to say a Bitcoin ETF, right? Then you're going to get Ethereum ETF. Then you're going to get an XRP ETF. You're going to get a Solana ETF. Then you're going to get a smart contract ETF. You're going to get a gaming ETF. You're going to get... You're going to get all the, look at how they, just look at the ETF market today. You've got banking ETFs, financial ETFs, precious metal ETFs, gas and oil ETFs. You're going to have an ETF for every single thing you want out there. And trust me, those guys, these, these institutions, they're already on the phone apps. They got the phone ready. They got the scripts ready. They're going to be calling up all their clients and be saying, hey, have you heard of this new product? Heard this new space? They're going to milk the shit. They're going to pump the shit out of this old bitch market. Until they drive this thing like we've never seen it driven before, because there's too much money at stake to be made right now. Cypress, believe it or not, this isn't a comedy program. We just provide that as a bonus on this show. But this is some more exciting news before I kick it straight to you. January 4th, 2024, as of that date, XRP will represent 2.5% of the digital large cap fund for Grayscale. And that's what the man was referencing in that video. So I just wanted to explain that. But with that being said, floor is yours. Yeah, I love the energy. I, you know, I think that the the seriousness of the situation is is misunderstood. People need to really take into consideration that previous bull market cycles, we have never experienced an influx of institutional money at scale. Okay, 2017 bull market cycle, 2020 to 2021 was nothing compared to what's about to happen for the first time ever. Um, I, I showed you guys uh, on my X space a document from 150 survey respondents. Uh, talking about from these institutions, by the way, it was institutional clients, hedge funds, um, DLT foundations, and asset managers. There were no retail participants in this survey from the general public. And the survey goes on to talk about, um, it says here, over half of them are planning to increase their allocations in digital assets over the next half of year. And then it says 91% of invested or uh, surveyed participants are looking to protocols like XRP and Solana. And so one thing that I want you all to take into consideration is that these ETFs, what they are allowing for these financial institutions is safe and secure custody of these digital assets. Uh, and that was a significant concern as to why they couldn't participate in previous bull market cycles. There was no custody solution for these institutions to safe house their assets. They don't want to store them in-house. They want a third-party provider. And so these ETFs kind of give them access to that kind of a solution where, you know, they're trading via a, a traditional exchange or whatever the case may be that's housing or providing these ETS for them. Uh, and so that's happening for the first time. So it's, it's definitely going to be interesting to see what takes place over the next couple of months. And Johnny, we've always talked about that. This is what we were really waiting for. Like everyone's celebrating the spot approval because that's what's first in line. But wait until every big company in America, that's financial, of course, is launching baskets of altcoins that are combined with Bitcoin you, the learning curve is gone. And this is what a lot of people need to understand. One of the biggest reasons that a lot of people won't invest in crypto right now is they don't want to learn it. They don't want to put their stuff in Coinbase. They don't want to go through the process of educating themselves. Correct. But if if a financial advisor approached them and said, hey, you don't have to learn anything. Just give us approval. We'll put it all in. <laughs> you'll get you'll get access to the top six coins. Then you can tell your grandson, I own Bitcoin as well. So I think that's what we're on the precipice of here. And this Grayscale Fund is just a great example. Let me just remind people of the data and then I'll kick it to you. This is 69% Bitcoin, 21% Ethereum, 3.6% Solana, 2.5% XRP, 1% Cardano, and 1% AVAX within this fund. Very, very interesting about how early we are. Obviously, this is predominantly Bitcoin and Ethereum, 
over the next two or three years, we're going to see a lot of funds with different allocation, not 90% Bitcoin and ETH. But what do you take away from this news before we move on? Yes, 100%. First of all, you're spot on. The ETFs are going to be a vehicle to draw in the masses. If crypto stays as crypto is today, the masses, the other 95%, well, we never get 95% stock market has 55% of people in the world. So maybe there's another 34% to come into the space. They will never come in. Crypto is too difficult. It's too much work. They're not doing it. But when they switch this space, right, and they turn crypto into something that the whole world is used to, you just go press a button on your computer. Yes, it's easy to get exposure to crypto through ETFs. That is how most of the world is going to get introduced to crypto. They're just going to be like, yep, I got it. It's in my 401k. Or, yep, I got it. I bought, I bought an ETF. That is how it's going to happen for them. Now, the great news about that for us is that there's a whole shit ton of money sitting on the sideline that's going to come into that space. And then these funds have to go buy that underlying asset and that's going to drive the price up. And so for folks like us who are in early, the prices we see today, some of these prices you may never see 5, 10, 15, 20 years from now. You may never see them again because these assets are going to, the ones that survive are going to grow over time. They're going to get held. They're going to get, they're going to, two things will happen. Some of them will get adopted as blockchains and that's really going to drive the narrative. And then two, uh, you know, you're going to get just the, just the mere fact of these companies holding these assets and taking supply out of the market also helps to drive the market up. Right. So now in terms of the allocation, don't worry about that. It makes sense that the very first one was heavily based on the top two coins that had the largest two market caps that drove the market, you know, which was, was Bitcoin and Ethereum. And then you can see they slapped a few other ones in here because that's typically what you'll see in a lot of these baskets. This is primarily a Bitcoin ET. Uh, this, this Grayscale fund is primarily was geared towards Bitcoin, right? But the next ones, when you get a smart contract one or a gaming one, that, that basket's going to be different and that allocation is going to look very, very different. And there could be some that are very, very heavy on XRP and other ones. Cypress floor is yours. Yeah, I just wanted to say that a lot of these institutions, you know, not only are they profit driven, but they're clientele driven. You know, they want to appeal to their clients. And so if their clients, especially their wealthy clients, are requesting, you know, access, I mean, for God's sake, hopefully they don't request access to these meme coins. But even if they did, and the vast majority of them did, then these financial institutions would want to find a way to provide that for their clients. So I think that this list is only going to get bigger as regulations come out and, you know, digital assets start to stick around. Obviously, of course, the ones that go bye-bye go bye-bye, but the ones that stick around, these institutions are going to want to provide their clients access to them because their clients want access to them, if that makes sense. Exactly. So the list, is, the list is only going to get bigger, in my opinion. This is just a start. Johnny well, Crypto, really say? quickly, we got to connect. Uh, that's such a, uh, let me ask the, you this question, Johnny Crypto. So people are asking, how does this connect to XRP and XLM and what impact is that going to have? So let me explain how a spot product works and then let's dive into it. A spot product means Grayscale has to go out and purchase 10 million worth of that asset. Then they'll offer that 10 million to their clients. Now, here's why we see futures trading ahead of prices, right? Because if Grayscale has 10 million worth of XRP in this example, and they have 20 million worth of buying demand, well, that means that their fund is going to be trading at two times the rate of the open market. So it's really simple to understand when you think about it in that context. How does this apply to XLM for you, Johnny? We know that XLM gets free meetings in Washington, D.C., they're being utilized by American companies. The products are so good, supposedly, that they're not even marketing them. Companies are just happen to come across their products and say, we may as well leverage this amazing asset. I want to know the effect that you think it would have if we saw an XRP product launched. Would we quickly see an XLM ETF follow, in your opinion? 
you know, Abs, I've always told you that you got to follow this man right here. We know who the Krypton, Crypto Teflon Don is, right? This man, Jeb McCaleb, he avoids jail time and, and, and prosecution. Yo, Mott Cox, he got away. The Ripple lawsuit, he got away when he was involved in all these things. So my feeling is, and I say this all the time, it's not what you know, it's who you know. And in my case, I believe that, or in the XLM's case, I mean, I believe that there's some serious behind-the-scenes connections there that are driving the technology. And I think you're going to see XLM will have a place to play in the world. And the fact that Franklin Templeton went on, found their technology, didn't even talk to Stellar, didn't need to, took their technology, learned it, understood it, implemented it, and is using it and loves it, tells you right there. If that's not, I'm a technology guy, right? I'm in technology space. If that's not an early indicator to tell you that there's something promising there, Jesus Christ, get your head out of the sand. I don't know what else to tell people, but XLM, there will definitely be use cases that pop up more and more over time. And in terms of an ETF, I certainly believe they will find themselves in, you know, either a coupled ETF with XRP is most likely the scenario. Could they have their own one too? Possibly. But I certainly see them merged with XRP and maybe Hedera and a couple other cross-border payment or payment type solution systems all bundled in as a as a payment systems ETF. That's my guess. I think you're right, Johnny Crypto. And we're going to talk about how big companies are going to enter the altcoin market as well. But I wanted to kick it over to Cypress X for some TA on XRP. So Cypress, I can give you a couple of moments to get that prepared in the background, but do you think you're ready to roll into that XRP content? Uh, yeah, man, I'm good to go. Just I wanted to cover one thing that I'm paying attention to with me and my team comparable or comparison to the DXY and pro, you know historical price action that we've seen in the digital asset space. So yeah, real quick, if you want to go over that. Perfect. Let's do it. Uh, yeah. So I mean, you wanted to cover, you wanted me to cover some, some TA on, on XRP, but overall, just one thing that I've talked about in my community paying attention to, obviously, of course, there's a difference between day trading and you know, long-term position holding. So this would go more so for individuals that are investing long-term. Um, but historically speaking, if we're looking at the DXY charts, you know, right now we're hovering around a very historical psychological level for the DXY, and that's the 102.800. At the same time, we're seeing this whole narrative of death to the dollar. We're also seeing the inflation start to decline from you know the nine percent that we experienced back in 2021 all the way down to 3.1 percent, uh, and the the Fed's goal is two percent, and then that's feeding the narrative that the Federal Reserve is going to cut rates in 2024, which has been pumping stock market greed and crypto greed. Um, so this is all stuff that you guys should be paying attention to. Tomorrow we have inflation data from the United States, which could either give strength to the dollar, weigh on digital assets if that creates a risk off market mood or vice versa. What we would like to see as risk asset investors is a decline in inflation readings tomorrow, weakness in the dollar and the narrative that the Federal Reserve is going to continue to cut rates sometime in 2024. Right. But looking at the charts, historically speaking, the last two bull market cycles back in 2017 and 2020 came into this historical psychological level, failed to break above. And once we started to decline below, if you go and you look at just as an example, the XRP charts, and you can use Bitcoin, you can use pretty much any digital asset that's been around for, you know, since 2016, 17 timeframe. But this is when we saw that massive explosion at the same time on XRP. Same thing back in, you know, 2020, 2021, when we had that failure to break above the 102.800 cycle level on the DXY is when we saw that massive explosion in XRP up to what about a dollar ninety something. Okay. Um, so 
right now what me and my team are paying attention to is can we break below the 102.800 and then start to head down to that second significant psychological level of the 98.300 on the DXY. If we can break the 102.8, stay below that, and the 98.300, all Bitcoin ETFs and hype media aside, this is just technical analysis, that for me would confirm that we're about to experience, based off of historical data, a massive explosion in the digital asset space. Because both times that it's happened in the past, uh, you know, it, it created that type of volatility in the digital asset space. So that's just something to be paying attention to. Um, now, is, if I can just chime in for one yeah, second, yeah. straight back to you. This is one of the things we talk about consistently on our channel, Johnny, is the fact that crypto is correlated against the U.S. dollar. Maybe one of the only good things about the U.S. dollar collapsing before our eyes is the fact that many of the assets we hold will appreciate in value. And he just drew the correlation between XRP and the U.S. dollar. We apply it to the overall market, and I think it's a great indicator. So I just wanted to throw that in there. Johnny, you have any comments? All right, let me let me set this straight. There is nothing good about the devaluation and destruction of the dollar. Okay, there's nothing good at all about that that can happen to any of us as Americans. However, I know what you're trying to say is it's coming and we can't stop it. So yes, therefore the next best thing is get your money out of the dollar and get into other real world assets like gold, like silver, like crypto, like real estate, like cans of tuna. Buy stuff that actually has value. You need things that have value and not paper. Take the paper, right? Grab the paper, roll that son bitch up and throw it out. You don't need it. It's garbage. It never was real money to start with. And now it's even worse. But it's just not even worth, you know, the, the paper it's written on anymore. So that, you forget that. But yes, you have to be looking at, okay, Where's the world going? Look at the macroeconomics, where are we headed, what's happening, how do you protect your assets? And the best way to do it is to make sure you're in real world assets and not paper assets. Uh, absolutely. Cypress Sax floor is yours. Yeah, I just like how you said canned tuna because you can't even go buy a can of tuna in, in America for a dollar anymore. They're like $3 per can. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> there is almost nothing left of it. Yeah, dollar. yeah. The people that were touting death to the dollar all of 2023 don't really understand that it's not just going to be a, an American crisis if the dollar you know, loses its global reserve currency. Historically speaking, in order for a country or a nation to, to lose its global reserve status, there has to be some type of systemically important or shocking event. It's not just going to happen poof, right? There's going to have to be some type of war, some type of catalyst that creates that narrative or the decline of the dollar. So just, you know, people that are boosting that as a, as a positive thing, it's going to be global turmoil. It's not just going to be American turmoil. So yeah, That's it's right. going to be interesting to see. In fact, let's go back and look at history, You're right, Suffers? How did the U.S. become the world reserve currency? Yeah, exactly. Back World when they War replaced, II, baby. yeah, yeah, exactly. back when they replaced the Great British Pound. It's nuts. People don't even know that. Nope, exactly. So you need wars. You need catastrophic events. We don't want to see that happening, but unfortunately, it is coming. It's only a matter of time before it comes. So, but for the people in the know who are woken abs and they're watching this show and they're doing research and they're not sitting there watching Jake Paul do his stupid videos. And, you know, in, in, in the Kardashians growing their butt cheeks even bigger than they already are. If they're really paying attention to the world and you're looking at how do I protect my family, my assets and grow it? Well, then you're watching the right videos. You're watching the wet, the wet videos. You're, you're looking at what, you know, what's going on, you know, in this space and you're paying attention so that you can kind of do things to protect your family in the future. 
spot on, guys. And we got 977 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. If you don't follow our crypto advice, at least follow the tuna advice this morning because that may come in handy. <laughs> let's take it back to Cypress. You need gold. Don't taste good. The people Y'all remember are- when there was memes about having eggs in your safe, right? Yeah. <laughs> Does anybody remember that? Wasn't that long ago where I saw memes about toilet paper in the safe site? So I'm going to tell my grandchildren I lived through that, but you give me your thoughts on the XRPTA and then we'll close this thing out with another article. Yeah, real quick, last but not least. So when we break, when we broke or had a failure to close above the 102.800 on the DXY or the US dollar, uh, it was the same time that XRP broke above the 62 cent psychological level. Last bull market cycle, we went parabolic. Same thing with the, sorry, excuse me, 2017 bull market cycle. And then 2020 to 2021 bull market cycle, that 62 cent threshold was the same kind of, I hate using this term, but resistance level. Uh, And then we broke higher. So right now, if you remember, I just told you guys, this is a historical level. This is how you see the correlation. Right now, the DXY is hovering around that historical level at the same time that XRP is, again, hovering around that 62 cent threshold, give or take, right? We were consolidating around it for quite some time. We broke below it. So in my personal opinion, if there's no major impactful positive news for the space, i.e. like a Bitcoin spot ETF approval that drives massive demand, again, we're excluding all the positive fundamentals that could drive demand for the market. This is just focused on TA. Um, If we don't break or a close below the 102.800, we see higher inflation readings, we see you know, strength back in the dollar, and we see the narrative that the Federal Reserve is going to start to cut or not cut rates in 2024, and we see another rate hike potential on the table. Um, that's most likely gonna weigh on risk assets. If XRP stays below 62, 62 cents, we can assume that based off of historical data, every single time that this has happened, XRP has depreciated in value down to at least the 20 cent range. I'm not sitting here saying that we're going to see that happen, but just be prepared in case we see dollar strength back on the table. Vice versa, if the dollar loses weakness, it stays below the 102.800. We see lower inflation readings, risk on market sentiment continue, demand for these digital assets given a spot Bitcoin ETF. um, And we see XRP break back above 62 cents. We can expect that based off of historical data, we're going to see some type of bullish run. So let me ask you a quick follow-up because I think there's a lot of people out there that are still under the belief, and I think it's a safe assumption, that Bitcoin controls the movement of the crypto market. So let's say in this hypothetical, there was a spot ETF approved. Does that mean that you believe XRP could get above $0.62 cents based off that news alone? Or are we going to need the depreciation of the US dollar in order for this to happen from your perspective? Well, I think one thing that a lot of people misunderstand is that these financial institutions, they're not they're not only investing in this space right now because of the potential of a spot Bitcoin ETF approval. They're investing in this space because of the narrative that we are about to head into a lower interest rate environment, which creates a risk on market mood or an appeal for riskier assets. In a low interest rate environment, risk assets tend to appreciate in value. So these financial institutions with smart, smart people are not just running around like, oh, let's let's put some money into risk assets because Bitcoin is going to get approved for spot trading. No, that's not how they work. They're looking at the macro environment and the macro environment says that global central banks as of right now, given the narrative, are going to start to cut interest rates in 2024. So, you know, I think that that's one thing that a lot of people aren't paying attention to, mainly because of their lack of education surrounding macroeconomics. But, you know, that's just my personal opinion. It's definitely something to be paying attention to. The macroeconomic interest rate cuts, things of that nature. I want to bring this in too, because volatility creates opportunity, Cypress. And you know that better than anybody as a trader is the fact that a lot of people criticize the volatility that we experience in crypto. 
not knowing that that's what's going to make them a millionaire if they have that goal, right? So we can't be upset with the volatility when it goes up, but upset when it goes down. It, last thing, it's like when people complain about manipulation, they only complain about the manipulation of assets when things are going down, right? So when things are going up and they're manipulating Bitcoin to 100,000, that's totally okay. But if they're going to drop it to 20K, that's when we got to shut down this manipulation thing. And Johnny, never click that banner because it always just gets removed if you click it one time. This is what I want to bring up though. We're looking at XRP's price chart and he highlighted this. We've got 10 years, or sorry, this is only five years, five years of data sitting in front of us. And we know 62 cents has been a pivotal level that entire time. We are testing these ranges. And I think just one big news article, one more drop in the US dollar could send this asset back above a dollar. So I'm just going to give you the open floor and then we'll move on to some serious articles to close it out. Well, Abs, I think when you look at this chart, this is what gets me excited and why everybody needs to have an exit plan. Look at all the opportunities you see along this chart where there were times, uh, you know, this is the problem. People don't know how to play the game. And look at all those times where the where the money goes up and the money comes down and you're back in the same point. I call XRP a stable coin right now. So always around 50, 60 cents. I remember the very first day when I found XRP after looking at the coach, it was like 63 cents. And here we are four and a half years later, 62 damn cents. Goddamn thing's the best stable coin I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the reality is, Abs, if you were smart and you played this right, you can get something like a Merlin where you learn to create exit strategies. And this is what's so important that people need to do in the next bull run is if you're like, like I was in the first bull run and most people you sit there and you're watching your stuff go up and you're like, this is great. And then you're watching it go back down. You're like, this sucks because why? Cause you didn't have an exit. <clears throat> you didn't mentally prepare yourself. Cypress said this earlier, get your mental right. hundred percent. Right. None of us, had, I didn't have my sister right that time. I didn't know how to play this market. I was new in 2020 into this. I was a baby. I was a rookie. And I was like you in diapers, you know, all wet behind the ears. So the reality is- What are they talking to? to? I hope not Cypress. I see, I see all the time. I see all the time on the internet. I see people bashing XRP. And I say this all the time. If you're mad at XRP because of your inability to generate revenue or money in this market for yourself, it's not XRP's fault. It's your fault because you don't know how to enter into this market properly. XRP is one of the best performing assets in my portfolio because I've created a strategy in the market that allows me to understand when's a good time to plug capital into this space and when's not. And, and if you can't understand that or comprehend that, or you're buying XRP and you're mad at it because it's not a thousand bucks. Number one, you're getting manipulated by influencers on the internet that are telling you that this is going to happen overnight. And number two, you're probably just have a downloaded application on your phone, plugging capital into the space randomly, expecting to get rich quick. That is not how these markets work. 95% of transactions in this digital asset space right now are due to what? Speculative trading. So if you don't know how to implement capital into this market in a long-term portfolio properly, that means buying the dips or buying when prices are discounted, then of course your portfolio is going to red. And of course you're going to hate XRP because realistically speaking, like he was saying, there's, there has been opportunities, but on the higher time frame, going down to the lower time frame, you have to understand when to plug capital in to see an appreciation in your portfolio. Last year, XRP did over a hundred percent. So why are you complaining? You know, if you didn't catch that 100% move, then you bought at a top. It's that simple, you know? It's, and, it's... and this is just adding to your point, Cypress. This is why we talk about an exit plan every day because we, we've been doing this four years, five years, whatever it is at this point. And we've learned one thing. You get burned when you don't have a plan. People are 100%. entering this market and thinking, I'm just going to hold these assets for 10 years. 
Well, if you want to hold them for 10 years, that means you're going to go up the mountain and you're also going to go down the back end. And that's what we're trying to prevent for a lot of people who this is their first cycle. You need to capitalize on profits. Now, let's say, let's use completely fake numbers. Let's say you had $1,000 in the market and, and it's all in Bitcoin. Does that mean that you should have an exit plan to sell $1,000 worth of your Bitcoin? Or, or sorry, 100% of your Bitcoin? Absolutely not. And that's what we talk about every day. You can have an exit plan where you only sell 10% at your maximum price targets, but at least you took a little bit of capital off the table. And this is never financial advice. It never is Cypressex. But one of the best things you can do is take your initial investment out of the market. Then you're playing with house money, you know, mm -hmm. and that's how I made a lot of, I shouldn't say that. So I'm going to kick it to Johnny, but that's been very successful for me is playing with an initial amount, doubling it and removing the initial investment. Now I'm house money, baby. I'm ready to yeah, roll. Johnny 100%. Crisco. Now you're cooking with Crisco, my friend. You know what we try to do? Listen, I love skiing. Don't get me wrong. I used to ski all the time grump as a kid. But I don't like skiing down mountains with my money, okay? So don't be skiing down that curve right there. And this is why we invented Merlin Abs because now people can actually go ahead and take money out on the way up. You want to be scaling out on the way up of these charts, not down. And if you get an app like Merlin, you bring all your coins in one place. You can see everything that's going on. You can see your daily gains and losses. We don't own your coins. We don't cuss your coins. They're just there. You can see them. It's a read-only transaction. <laughs> And now the great thing is you can create exit strategies for every coin you have. And oh, by the way, you can even see the tax dollars. Right, Abs? I think you have a screenshot of that. Well, yeah, Jordan, here's one more thing. And, and we're talking so much about this, but I hope we're providing value to people because look at XRP's price chart. And this is Cypress X chart right here. Look at the bullish times versus the bearish times. If XRP rockets to, let's use fake numbers here, $2.50, the history tells us there is a long-term pullback coming. Now, it may go to $8. Hmm. It may go to $12 and whatever your price targets are, but the history shows us that bullish times on the XRP price chart and for many of these altcoins are much shorter than the long-term bear markets that follow. So just because you have a sell target at $2 and XRP goes to $250, you may have 24 to 36 months on the back end where it's below a dollar. That's what we experienced this time. So floor is yours. You nailed it, Abs. That's exactly right. And listen, the way I set up my exit plans... My exit plan, I'm never going to catch all of them because I don't know where the top is. Cyprix don't know where the top is. You don't, none of us know where the top is. If we did, we wouldn't be sitting on this phone, right? <laughs> you'd, be, you'd be somewhere on an island in the Caymans. But the reality is what you do know is it's going up. And just Fibonacci tools and things like that that can tell you, you know, what are some of the realistic, you know, high probable versus low probable targets. You program those in and you're just hoping to hit a few of them. If you, there you go right there. So you've got five targets set up. Hey, if you hit three out of five, great. You made profit. You're in the green. And now that money's sitting on the sideline. And like you said, two years from now, when we're back in the crevice at the 90% pullback, you've got that fund. You could do something with it. You can reinvest it. You can put an IUL. You can put it, you go buy cans of tuna. You can go buy, buy a real estate product. Do whatever the hell you want. But the point is you avoided being exit liquidity for the elites and you've learned to play the game. So guys, there's a free link. Below 330 days, you get to play with Merlin, try it out. And if you don't like it, we made it simple. One button in the app, cancel within the 30 days, and you don't even get charged up. So I don't know what else to do. We made it as simple as possible for people. You're so smart, Johnny. You copied the same concept that the iPhone has with the mute button. It's just one click, my friend. And we got 957 live listeners joining us. Show us some love and smash that like button. Cypress, I'm going to give you the open floor, and then I got a cool video to close out the show. Yeah, for sure. I think uh, one key takeaway I could give to the viewers is a lot of people come into this digital asset space or just investing in general, and all they can think about is making money, making money, making money. Remember, you know, 
if you're doing what the masses are doing, you're probably you're probably going to get wrecked. So instead of focusing, and again, this isn't financial advice, it's just over the almost nine years of experience I have in this market, instead of focusing on money, focus on the preservation of capital. If you can start to do things that you can actually control in this market, which is how you can preserve your capital, you will actually start winning. So that would you would then start taking into consideration how to enter properly, how to exit properly, what type of trader or investor you actually are, taking those things into consideration instead of just focusing on how can I make money? Because focusing on making money in this market is not going to make you money. Focusing on preserving your capital, you know, actually protecting yourself in this space. Like you said, breaking even on a trade if you're in profit. So that way it's risk free after that and you have no emotional attachment. Those are all things that people aren't focused on. Another thing real fast I want people to focus on before, and this is just a little tidbit, is how are you going to liquidate your crypto portfolio? So many people... Um, they're just trading on Coinbase or Uphold, which have a historical rap sheet of shutting down during high times of volatility. So if we are on the verge of experiencing massive institutional demand for this market and trillions of dollars, what's your exit plan going to be in the form of how you're going to liquidate that portfolio? Do you have multiple bank accounts set up? And have you talked to those bankers, letting them know that you're going to be depositing massive amounts, large amounts of money into those accounts? Because if not, and you do just in your normal bank account, it's probably going to get frozen due to fraud, fraudulent activity. You know, there's so many things, again, preservation of capital should be your focus that people aren't paying attention to. 90% of people that make money in this next market either aren't going to be able to liquidate their portfolio in time because they weren't prepared, or they're going to lose that money due to some type of stipulation that they didn't take precaution with during now, during the bear market cycle, during when prices are down, getting prepared for what's coming. And that's a disappointing truth, actually, is that every single bull market, when we get so much liquidity, the exchanges shut down, guys. This is a big narrative people forget about. Cypress, I'm happy you brought that up. I just want to give you a chance. Can you remind people where they can find you on YouTube, where they can find you on Twitter, or any other social media, whatever you like to communicate with people? Yeah, for sure. Our YouTube is Cyprex Trading, and then our Twitter is just my personal name, Cypress Demanicore. And I'll go and I'll uh, I'll post a link with abs and maybe he can retweet it and share it and whatnot so you guys can find me. But yeah, Cyprex Trading on YouTube and uh, Cypress Demanicore on uh, Twitter. Absolutely. And I will be reposting that, guys. We got 941 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And thank you for being here on this Wednesday. Johnny, this was a fun conversation. We got a lot of information out of Cypress today. But I wanted to highlight this video right here because this is a video we showed last week. And it's Scott Melker and Raul Paul discussing how when institutions find out about altcoins, there is going to be nothing keeping their paws off these assets. And that's what we're on the precipice of here. But first, we're going to need some regulation and we're going to need e Bitcoin ETFs in the USA. So I don't, we don't have that much time, so I don't want to play it. It's about a three-minute video. He talks about how when these institutions figure out about Bitcoin, the natural progression is then into altcoins. It's like me and you found out about this market. We learned about Bitcoin. We heard about Ethereum. And then we heard about alts institutions are going to do the same thing with their investment thesis here. What do you think that's going to do for many of our favorite projects? Well, that's where the excitement comes in because the institutions aren't, they already know about them. Okay. Don't, don't kid yourself. The institutions know what they're doing. It's the masses that have no clue of what they're about to get hit with. And they're going to get exposed and welcome to the 12th sector of the economy. They are going to build an entire market. I think because everybody's trying to figure out what do we do with this crypto thing? What is this? And this freaking crypto thing. What are these crypto coins? You know, the way crypto started out, for those of you who don't know, if you're new here, is crypto was an incentive for node operators to keep the nodes running, right? Or for to keep the blockchain up and running. You provided an incentive to them to keep these things going. 
But the reality is if I create a private blockchain or you create a private blockchain and I set up the computers and the system, the network myself, I don't need crypto. Okay. So the question is, what do you do with all these cryptos that are going to be out there? And some may be useful and some may not be if they become, you know, more centralized. The reality is, what do you do with that? Well, I think what they're going to do is they're going to turn that into a trading market. And why? Because they can manipulate the shit out of it. And they can make a shit ton of money out of it because that's what the big boys do. They make money. They're in the space to make money. And so I think you're going to see that, Abs. I think you're going to see a tons of these things. People are going to learn about Bitcoin. And then, yes, they're going to funnel their way in. And then, like, oh, what's this thing? What's this gaming thing? What's this smart money contract thing? What's this tokenization thing? What's this NFT space? And they're going to fiddle, you know, fiddle their way in and find all these different spaces. And why is that great for us? Well, it's great because at the end of the day, I think, as I said earlier, you have a a high tide, what does that do? It rises all boats. More money flooding in. This is just a simple equation. If you break it down to the very, very basic fundamentals, what makes the price go up and down? Simple supply and demand. More money in, less supply out, price goes up. It's that simple. So what do we know? We know one side of the equation. When they unlock this thing, money's coming in. And so if that means money coming in, only tells you one thing. Prices are going up in the long run, my friend. Simple supply and demand. You don't got to go to college for that one, guys. And we got 955 live listeners here. Thank you for joining us on this Wednesday. And a special thank you to our guest, Cypress X. This is the live chat poll that we asked today. And guys, we're breaking records. We got 861 votes on this live chat poll. So shout out to all the listeners. Thank you for engaging in the live chat. We asked our chat, what is the peak? What is your peak 2024 price target for XRP? 36% of the 861 votes agree. XRP will be above $10 at some point in 2024. 23% think between 6 and 10. 23% believe 2 and 6. And only 16% of our live chat thinks we are going to stay below $2 in 2024. Now, these are fun conversations. Nobody has a crystal ball, Cyprus, but I do think it's fun to get uh, our guest takes on this. We are very realistic on this channel. We never throw out the Hopium $20,000, $10,000, $50 price target. But I think that these ones are fairly realistic, and we only used up to $10, so I'd like to hear your assumption broadly. You don't have to give a price target or anything along those lines, but what's your reaction to the live chat poll and the fact that a lot of people believe XRP will be above $10 next year? Uh, mute button. I bought the vast majority of my my XRP underneath $0.32, cents, so if we ever go to $5, I'll probably sell like 70% of my bags. <laughs> you know, I've been, in, I've, I've been in XRP for a minute, so I'm, I'm ready to, you know, migrate those portions into something else. And and at the end of the day, though, I will be holding a, a big portion of my of my bags, probably like 30% for the long term for those bullish moon boy targets. Ever since I invested in the digital asset XRP, um, for me personally, it was always a long term investment looking at it for, you know, 10 plus years as we head into 2030 and the 2030 ag- agenda. Um, <clears throat> but I think that those targets at the end of the day are are realistic, especially if we do see the amount of liquidity that we're set to experience, trillions of dollars. I think that I put a poll on the uh, the X space of a PDF that talked about $49 trillion by 2025, you know? So I think that those targets are very realistic. At the end of the day, like you said, we don't have a crystal ball. When can those targets be met? That's what people need to mentally prepare themselves for. You know, if it doesn't happen this year, are you going to sit there and complain about XRP and the the naysay of price movement, that's comes down to the individual person. You know, learn to day trade if you're sad about XRP not going to two dollars or ten dollars. Because at the end of the day, these price swings from sixty two cents down to forty eight cents are massive opportunities if you can learn to day trade. You know, so 
at the end of the day, I think it's just all personal preference. Spot on, guys. And we're going to close this thing out, but I'm going to give Johnny Crypto just a quick word. And then, Cypress, I'm going to have you remind people where they can find you one more time after Johnny. I couldn't yeah. agree with Cypress. Definitely learn to day trade or learn how to trade in general. All I just tell everybody is if you're going to get into something, you better well damn hell know before you get in how you're getting out. There it is right there. Smartest way to track your crypto. You can get in, build a plan so you know when the hell you're getting out. Free 30 days. Click on the link below and try it out, guys. Let us know what you think. Absolutely, guys. And CypressX, can you just remind people where they can find you on all your socials as well as your team or whatever? Yeah, for sure. If I can share my screen real quick, I'll share everybody real fast. Yeah. And while we're doing that, Abs, you know, Cypress, thank you very much for coming out. We've been we we're excited to have you on, and Abs is always playing your stuff on the on the channel. So, so we're super, super excited to be able to get you here today and be able to share with the community. We'll definitely bring you back on again for sure. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. I'm uh, I'm, I'm very excited about the future of this digital asset space, and I appreciate you guys for having me. Uh, so this is my X profile right here. If you guys want to follow me, it's at C Domenicor. Uh, just be careful out there. You guys know the space that we operate in. You know, I'm verified on this space, have 28,000 followers. I don't want anybody to get scammed. I will never personally reach out to you and ask you to join my community or ask you to send me crypto or anything like that. If you guys want to join our community here at CyperX, you guys are more than welcome to. Um, just DM me personally and we can always hop on a private call so that you know that you're actually talking to me and we can talk about the community and the stuff that we offer at CyperX. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cypress. We're going to have you on again soon if you're willing to join us. And we already got 850 people here. Thank you so much for this episode. We love you guys. This week is an exciting week and we are going to be discussing a Bitcoin ETF approval until it hits the news station. But we're going to see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, ah, Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining. Let's go.